It's like if I really liked skiing and I just sat around all year waiting for like, no, <laughs> snowing outside. Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today? Doing great. Good. Oh, so smiley today. You look very, uh, look like ready to take flight. <laughs> I have wings. Yeah. I don't know. I was feeling girly today. It's and very girly. What's more girly than a ruffle? No, that's what that is, is fun. Well, today, speaking of fun, is Q&A day. That is fun. We like Q&As. Yeah. yeah. We always say that at the beginning and at the end, we're always like, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> All right. This first question is from Haley, a real named Shandy. Dear Shandy, love you both. Love the podcast. Let's get to it. <laughs> I am a 30-year-old woman dating a 31-year-old man. We have been on four lovely dates and truly enjoy each other's company. He is one of the most genuine men I have ever dated, and I am very intrigued by him. He plans our next date during our current date, pays for everything, is 6'5", and in brackets she wrote, I know, with an exclamation mark, <laughs> makes me laugh, is intelligent, and an excellent conversationalist. Great, next question. <laughs> We have the same political views and religious beliefs, similar goals and ambitions, and the sexual tension is out of this world. Oh, I got to hear this. <laughs> she wrote, here's the butt, Andy. It better be a big butt. He is constantly calling me cutie, and it makes me want to vomit. He has said it in person and over text messages on multiple occasions, and it gives me the big time ick. I have not mentioned this to him as he is so sweet and I don't want to hurt his feelings when he is trying to flirt or pay me a compliment. But I keep having visions of him post-coitus saying, wow, that was amazing. You're such a cutie. Vomit face emoji here. The green one, not the one that's already vomiting. Oh, about to vomit. Yeah. We have also had conversations about how he hasn't dated much over the last few years because he doesn't feel confident when it comes to dating. I am the first woman he has pursued in a long time, and he is genuinely excited about me. His words, not mine. Am I being nitpicky? Do I need to just get over it, or should I say something? If so, how do I bring it up in a way that doesn't make him feel self-conscious or knock his confidence down even more? Any and all help is appreciated. Thank you for helping us all survive the dumpster fire that is modern dating. Haley. Oh, this is a real crisis <laughs> she has here. I mean, as I have hinted at before, the first question tends to be what we consider to be a light question. Light. okay. Or what I consider, because I'm the only one that knows. <laughs> 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 Haley, we've deemed your question light. I, th I think she also she would admit it. Light. Yeah. Um, okay, this is a very first world problem, obviously. Yes. She has to tell him she's not into it. She has to. Okay, continue. <laughs> well, this goes back to the tale that I've told before. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to get the, into the specifics of what happened. It happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Someone calls you by the wrong name. Mm hmm and you don't correct them the first time. And then for the rest of your life, you get called the wrong name by them. And you mm -hmm. have to deal with it because you, you the, the the ship sailed on you correcting yeah. them. Yeah. Your famous story is about an old neighbor. Yeah, my next door neighbor yeah, yeah, yeah. who called me Adam for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, in year two, I was like, maybe I should. No, it's too late. And actually, while we were filming Paradise Canada, 
I even did a story about this because there's someone who I was working with who called me Char. And I actually hate being called Char. But I do think it is a differentiation when it's not the wrong name or a nickname you don't like. You know, this is meant as it's like an affectionate pet name. Yeah, this is the lowest. She there can't be a lighter question than this. The fact is, is, you know, he's not saying it out of malice. No, he's not being like it's not like a diminutive thing. He's just that's what he, he probably called other girls cutie too. I like that's his cutie. name. Am I weird? I like it's okay. cutie. It's I like call... sweethearts, like sweet cakes, sweet cheeks. <laughs> sweet toots. <laughs> it's toots. It's in the toots category. I think cutie is cute. I call you cutie sometimes. Yeah, do you, you not do. like it? I have no issue with cutie. Yeah. Zero. I guess I don't really understand what the problem is. There's no problem. She has an amazing situation here. That's how good it is. It's so good that her biggest gripe is being called cutie. Okay, so this is my question, and not to get too psychological here, but I can't help but wonder if it weren't the cutie thing, if there would be something else that she would focus her green-faced emojis on. Yeah, that maybe he sometimes leaves the toilet seat up. Mm. Like that. That's this is even lighter than that. What? Way lighter, because yeah. again, it is affectionate. Okay, so you're making me think that she should just be like, I really like you so far. You know, the, I, I want to see where things go. So, definitely a bullshit sandwich where it's like compliment, truth, compliment. I mean, this is so low level. I don't even know that this the needs to be a bullshit sandwich ever. I don't think it has to be a bullshit sandwich. I don't think it rises to the level of a bullshit sandwich. I think this is like a like an hors d'oeuvre. They hand out at like a wedding. It's just yeah. like on the, you don't even have a napkin or a fork. You just pick it up <laughs> with your finger. It's like, here, this is cutie. Take it away. Okay. Wait for him to call you cutie. Uh-huh. Wait for him to call you cutie, <laughs> Haley. And then say, you know, oh, by the way, I just, I figured I should bring this up sooner than later. I don't love cutie. It's just me. I don't know. Whatever. I just don't like it. So let's, let's cut the cutie. Period. Find and, another one. Do you have another one? Do you have a backup? Is there a backup? Like a sweetheart or a, you know, sweet hot cakes? cakes? Yeah. <laughs> hot cakes. Yeah. Sweet cakes. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. At first, when I read this, honestly, I was like, I don't think she needs to say anything. But I guess if it's going to bother her that much. But Haley, I want to make sure that you realize how good you've got it. And cutie is still cute. I, I really, honestly, when I read this, I was kind of like, I feel like she's just she, trying to find something wrong. Look, this is a classic nip it in the bud situation. But to be perfectly honest, if he finds out about this, I think he is in the right to write into our podcast complaining about the fact that she wrote into a podcast complaining <laughs> about the fact that he calls her cutie. Okay, I think we got to the bottom of this one. Shame on you, Haley. <laughs> All right, moving on. All right, this next question is from LG. As in the letters, I assume not associated with LG, the, the company. <laughs> what does LG stand for? I have no idea. Yeah. It's a bold name, LG. Oh, it is. Yeah, there are two letters that you don't really, like if you didn't know about LG, you wouldn't think like, oh, LG go TV. well together. Yeah, 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 totally. And you wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, they make TVs. Yeah, but <laughs> but they did it and they did well. So who are we to draw? <laughs> True. All right. Dear Shandy. I wanted to start off by saying I'm a fan of your podcast and all your insights. I've laughed and learned my way through all of them. Wow. LG's a true shandy. Unless she's lying. Lying G. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. Today, I have a question of what are his intentions? So, Andy, this one's for you. I have been dating a guy, 36 years old, and I am 25 for about two months. We've met up only five times due to other commitments. 
Okay, so five times in two months. I'm frankly a fan of seeing someone more than once a week. In spite of this, I've developed feelings for him. He's caring and charismatic, is constantly texting me and plans dates when the timing lines up. He was always very respectful and gentle. He barely kissed me on our first dates, and the first time we had sex, I initiated. All this led me to think he wanted something serious and deeper with me. And when I finally caved and asked what he wanted with me, he gave me what I think is a non-answer. I was seeking reassurance. I said I had been through too many instances when guys just wanted to entertain many options for three to four months and then leave that I didn't want to be in that position again. And he said... Yes, it's early still and we don't know each other. Clearly, we like each other thus far, but there is a lot to still discover. Clearly, we enjoy all of the high-level stuff about each other and that much is obvious. And it's a great thing. The next thing I see is to find out our overall sexual compatibility as well as the nitty-gritty of how we think and handle ourselves. What is she dating, Spock? (laughs) (laughs) Well... I think that that's her paraphrasing. She didn't say whether or not he wrote that. Okay. What he maybe she was paraphrasing what he said, that's or a that very is... heavy paraphrase. Usually, a paraphrase is a little <laughs> more tight than that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's a full paragraph. Yeah. And both specific and very vague at the same time. Hmm. Okay, so she continued to say, "I'm thrown off by this and don't know if he's just playing me in a way more stylized manner than any other man has ever played me, or if he's genuine." There's also the issue of the age gap. So again, he's 36, she's 25, which I haven't noticed, but it might factor into his decisions. I also don't want to be on the losing end of a power dynamic I can't manage. Please share your thoughts with me on this. Best LG. <sighs> Mm. I, I, I suspect my gut tells me that his intentions are not pure, mm. but I'm not saying he's using her for sex by any stretch. Yeah. I just don't know if he's that interested. What I will say is that clearly he has now taken over the role of upper hand. Okay. Yeah. So he now is in the power position, which is never good. Wait. And so can you pinpoint why is it just because she asked? He's, she's asking him what's going on and he's like, this is how it's going to go. Yeah. This is how we're going to, this is where we're lacking. This is where we're strong. Mm. And this is how it's going to go. Now, suddenly he's taken the reins completely. Mm. So the field is imbalanced, which is never good when you start a relationship like this. Mm. I suspect that he's this is not serious for him Uh, that's my gut no i mean i don't disagree with you i actually feel even more strongly in that direction they've met up only five times in two months it's not enough yeah and she says you know they're very busy other commitments he he does text and plan dates the one thing that has me a little on the fence is that he barely kissed her on their dates on their first dates and when they did have sex she initiated so you know she's the one sort of pushing that envelope, the physical envelope. The fact that even in that both long and short paragraph about his explanation or his non-answer, to use her word, for him to have touched on sexual compatibility... Yeah, that's a weird thing to talk about. It certainly kills the mood. That's why I was asking if he actually wrote that. Like, Mm -hmm. if he sort of beat around the bush and explained that in, like, 500 words or less, fine. But to say it like that, it's really strange. And it also, to me, I would I would not want to have a lot of sex with this person. <laughs> I'm like, you explore your own thing. Only I'm a done. small amount. <laughs> yeah, it's a sum. 
some. That's it. <laughs> I will say this. The, what what the information I do have is that I know he has the upper hand, yeah. which is not good. I know there's a significant age gap and she's 25. Mm-hmm. It's not like she's 40 and he's 51, yeah. which would be different. These are two strikes now. Well, I don't know if the age difference really plays into this. Not to Pola, he's just not that into her. I just get the impression that he likes her. He has a nice time with her. But he's not all in on her. And two months in, you know, it's still early-ish, but I think she should keep her options open. I agree. And my, my third negative was that they've only seen each other five times in two months. Yeah. And the fact is two months is enough for you two people to know that there's something really serious, mm-hmm. like that they really want to pursue. And it's also too long mm. to be seeing each other for that. Less and, than once a week. Less than once a week. And then having a conversation whether it's verbatim or not, Mm -hmm. that's extremely cold and vague and... And feels almost job interview-like. And job interviewee and also power play. My gut is saying this. You, LG, I remember that because of the TVs. (laughs) (laughs) You need to take some power back or move on. Mm. That's my opinion. And what would be your advice? Don't be so giving. Let's see what move he makes. Let him make all the moves and read what he does. And if it's not satisfactory... I also feel like she shouldn't even initiate the sex and stuff. I'm I, don't, curi- I don't think I, she should initiate anything. Yeah. I think she should receive. Yeah. He's already made it clear that he's taking on the role of leader here. He's like, this is how it's going to go. This is what we need to do. This is where we're lacking. This mm-hmm. is where we're going to grow. Oh, and but you know, even like even down to the sex or the kissing and stuff, he's just like, if you want it, you can come get it. Yeah. He has the power. Yeah. She needs to stop trying. Mm, Stop giving. Yeah. Let him show. And if she doesn't like what she sees, vamos. (laughs) To quote Tracy McMillan Mm -hmm. in her book, we had her ages ago now, but she said, you do not need to make it easy or convenient to date you. She's right. Mm Mm-hmm. Very true. Her, that book is fantastic, by the way. Yeah, it's if, if everyone read that book, our podcast would be rendered useless. <laughs> okay, LG, I doubt that's what you wanted to hear, but I hope it was helpful and good luck. Take the reins back. Mm. All right. This next question is from Anonymous. I've missed Anonymous. Yeah. We've had a lot of a letters lately, but no Anonymous. Yeah, people, people are becoming much more comfortable giving the initial of their first name. How sweet it is that you think that it's the initial of their first name. It's not? Very rarely. It's usually just some random letter. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. Wow, that's so anonymous. The Shandys are very anonymous, which I like. I am happy to make everyone as anonymous as they need to be because I totally get it. Dear Shandy, I love your channel. You and Andy are wonderful humans, and I love listening to what you both have to say. I would love to stay anonymous, please. I have been with my partner, 25, for almost six years. I, myself, am 28. We are engaged and going to be married very soon. We have a strong, healthy relationship, and I know he is the person I want to spend forever with. Life is as easy as breathing with him, and I know we will have a life filled with fun, laughs, and so much love. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) However, my fiancé has a brother a little older than me, and him and I have struggled to get along. 
This past year, however, we have started to build a much stronger relationship. I am best friends with his wife, and he is my fiancé's best man in our wedding. We have had a few fights here and there, and we both have very strong personalities. I don't know why, but I find myself being very attracted to him as of late. Whenever we're together in a family setting or just the four of us hanging out, I find myself wanting to be near him more. We tend to stare at each other sometimes, casually poke fun at each other, and now I am starting to have fantasies about him. I know this is not good, but it's something I want to get past as I know it's lust and not love. So my question is, is this just a simple case of wanting what I can't have? I know as humans, we are naturally curious, but I am nervous that it might develop into something worse. He doesn't have any traits that I desire in a partner other than me wanting to scratch the itch of sleeping with him. (laughs) Am I a bad person or is this completely normal? Would love some outside perspective as I can't really talk to friends about this without feeling yucky thanks for your advice and hope you both have a great day anonymous well first thing i'll tell her you know it's like i feel like this is the kind of question that i can parallel to going to a doctor about an embarrassing problem okay you know like you go to the dermatologist and you're like yeah i got this uh, he's like just take your pants off i've seen a million penis yeah. rashes like oh yeah, yeah. penis rash have you seen one this bad he's like oh no that's pretty rough but this is one of those things that we all have that we don't talk about, but it's something we just were like, oh, that's a thing that happened. And Do we all have this? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I... Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, we don't? Uh-oh. <laughs> Thought we all did. Wait, who do you have this with? I'm not telling you. You're not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> just continue with what you were saying. Sorry My to interrupt. My point is, is that this is a normal thing. There's sometimes people that like irritate us that we don't really like, but there's something about them. They just, we just want to hate fuck them. We want to hate fuck. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. And it may not even be hate. It may be like just irritation fuck or it may be just fuck fuck. Like you just like <laughs> like the way they look and you, there's something about them. You just want to put it in and then step off. Yeah. And it's it's normal. And you know what? There's never it's never a good idea to let those feelings really you know, live on or certainly not advance. What'll happen is you'll do it. Even if there were no entanglements, Mm -hmm. you have sex with that person, like right afterwards, you're like, "Uh uh-huh, that wasn't worth it. It's gross. I hate this person. Yeah. So it's never a good idea. No matter what the situation, particularly if there are entanglements. So in these situations, you just say, I'm a normal, I'm... I'm, I'm a normal. I'm a normal. <laughs> I'm a normal. I'm a, I'm just a regular person, and I got these things. Everyone has a penis rash here and there, mm. and I'm just going to put some cream on it and be done with it, and that's it. And you don't, you just put it to bed. Yeah. Don't think about it too much, and certainly don't pursue it. Oh God. Yeah. For me, what stood out to me about this email immediately was how much it resembles so many rom coms. And I can't tell what came first, the chicken or the egg. Like when you watch those rom-coms, it always starts out with them kind of hating each other. Like it's always the people that don't get along. And by the end, they're like, oh, but actually I love you. And now suddenly we get along great, but we have this spice in our relationship that makes it work. But it's actually quite unrealistic, if I'm honest. And so I don't know if that's just like a rom-com trope where it's like, oh, in order to make it seem not quite as predictable because you need some tension will make the two people who hate each other end up together. And I wonder if because we've seen those rom-coms, we associate kind of having lustful feelings for that person with those feelings of tension. Does that make sense? I completely agree. I think that there's a natural human urge, and I don't know where it comes from. I can't begin to psychoanalyze this. But there are certain people you're sexually attracted, you meaning people, are sexually attracted to, not in spite 
of their annoyance, but somehow because of their yes. annoyance. And I cannot put my finger on how that happens. <laughs> there has to be a physical attraction too. It's not like they're just Somewhat. purely annoying and you're not attracted to them and you want to have sex with them. That's, that's just usually <laughs> not the case. But there's some sort of physical attraction that's kind of, in, instead of worsened by their annoyance, it's enhanced. Like you want them more. Mm-hmm. And it's happened to me a couple of times and it is never a good idea to pursue those. Never. If you were annoyed at first, damn you all romantic comedies. Yes. That's complete horseshit. You will become more annoyed every day that they are in your sphere. Mm-hmm. Promise. Yeah, I and, promise. And that's not even taking into account entanglements. Yeah. So anonymous. I think it's clear what we're saying here. Andy thinks you're normal. <laughs> Yeah. That's not to say I don't think you're normal. She's I think, being very uh, high and mighty over no, here. No, I, you know, I think it's just I've never allowed myself to even think that way. Like if I met the brother of a guy I was dating or whatever, like I just, it's like they're, it's like they're basically my brother. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's, I don't let my mind go to that place. But then again, I've never had this sort of push pull frictiony relationship so maybe that is contributing to this yeah. and but, by the way this is not autobiographical in our situation just want to make that clear <laughs> this is, this doing is, some damage this is control in the past <laughs> i just want to make that extremely clear this is in the past yeah i think anonymous you you know you knew what we were going to say this is the kind of thing you should bury and never speak of Mm-hmm. And certainly not pursue or act on, especially since you made a point of saying that this guy has none of the traits that you would ever be looking for. Right. This is just you want to scratch that itch. Wait, itch that scratch? No, scratch that itch. <laughs> I always get those mixed you up. Could for some say, you could say itch that scratch, but mm. it wouldn't make that much sense. Yeah, no, you can scratch the itch. Wait, no, don't scratch the itch. No, no, whoa, 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 slow down. <laughs> <laughs> going off course here you, you know that it would just be a matter of you scratching an itch and therefore it's like having a mosquito bite like you don't make it better by scratching it by itching it yeah but the repercussions of scratching a mosquito bite are far less than the repercussions for banging this guy Wait, okay but my <laughs> <laughs> it's a totally that's not I, that the analogy is too <laughs> just disparate no my point is though that it never is better Never itching better. a scratch is almost never better. This kind of scratch. Wait, itchy. First of all, you said itching a scratch. <laughs> You're scratching an itch. Scratching. <laughs> scratching an itch. If you scratch it like an adult with some, you know, level of responsibility. And with no entanglements. Yeah. No, I'm talking about an actual itch, scratch. <laughs> like if you scratch an actual itch, yeah. with, you're responsible about it. You yeah. know, you, you don't get carried away. You just give it a little, like, you, you walk away. Yeah, you do what I do is just dig your nail into yeah. it. <laughs> you're like, I'm not actually itching it. I'm just, just piercing it. it. Yeah. <laughs> the takeaway from this should not be, the advice we're giving her is obvious. Everyone's going to tell her. No one's going to be like, you got to bang the brother <laughs> right now. A few times, maybe over the course of <laughs> six get months, it out of your get system. it out of the way, and then everything will be better. No, no one's going to give that advice. Yeah. So the takeaway I would like, um, what's her name? Anonymous? Anonymous. I would like Anonymous to to get from us is that this is human. Mm-hmm. She shouldn't be ashamed. She shouldn't be worried. Yeah. She shouldn't think there's you know a deep-rooted issue here. Yeah. This is a thing that a lot of people have. It's just normal. Yeah. Get over it. Don't worry about it. Just don't. Act on it, put it out of your mind, focus on the guy you're with, and that's that. She should worry about it only to the extent where she doesn't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, you definitely shouldn't do anything about it, but you also should recognize that you're a human being and this is a thing that 
you share with probably billions of other people that have lived on this earth. All right, Anonymous. Good luck. Hopefully you don't need it. Do not yes, do anything. Be, be <laughs> one of the 900 million who have not acted on this mm-hmm. earth. All right. This next question is from Anonymous Panda. Oh, which I love that that's name. That's cute. That's a nice call out to my blog. Yeah. Dear Shandy. As a longtime fan of the podcast, one of the things I appreciate most is Charlene's reading voice. <laughs> Your perfect timing and elocution managed to make all the Shandy's letters sound eloquent. I hope you will work your magic on the letter that follows. Oh, how nice. You actually put me to sleep with your, your voice last night. <laughs> yeah, I did really a little. Fast. Yeah, I was stroking your head and I did a little ASMR. Yeah. I did a little like meditation. I was like, you're going to dream about this. You're going to dream you're in a field and there's lots of little animals. (laughs) Thank you, Anonymous Panda. I am writing to solicit your thoughts on penis size. (laughs) For background. (laughs) Just your thoughts? (laughs) What I liked is like the wholesome nature of leading into that. It was so cute. Oh, that's funny. For background, I am a 29-year-old woman dating a 37-year-old man in Atlanta. We have a strong connection, and there is very little I can find fault with our relationship other than his preoccupation, or dare I say obsession, with talking about penis size. He incorporates it into conversation whenever possible. He weaves it into our playful banter. He has told me several anecdotes meant to sound humorous that involve his penis, which is smaller than average. Mm. Here is one of many examples. We were recently joking about giving each other Yelp reviews. That's cute. That's cute. That's something we would do. We would totally do that. He said something along the lines of, would you mention my giant penis? Mm. I ignore these comments. His size poses no problems in the bedroom. In fact, well-endowed people can be selfish lovers in my experience. Oh my God, I could not agree more. Uh, Am I selfish? (laughs) (laughs) I like that. And I'm not including you. Just the way with the last question, you were not talking. It was just anecdotal. Yeah. I'm not talking about you when I talk about no, this I stuff. Understand. Like sometimes in my experience, like a really hot guy I might be with was not as good in bed as, uh, you know, the less conventionally attractive I mean, one. it makes perfect sense. It's like a restaurant that has amazing food, but the service is shit. Yeah. It's like, we don't need to serve. We, our, the food's amazing. You're going to come back. It doesn't matter how badly I treat you. <laughs> I think I have a better one. Ooh, oh my God. Wow, look at me on my high horse thinking I have a better analogy than you. Well, I'm just leaning into the restaurant thing more. It's like a really well-branded restaurant. Like it looks really cool and it's got a really good vibe and the music is right, but the food's not actually that amazing. But you go because it's like like a cool place to be. Yeah, but you don't eat the brand. You're eating the food. Well, yeah, like you're having... So that's not uh, not fair. (laughs) The penis is being ingested in several ways. more accurate my analogy (laughs) what was i thinking taking you on Mm, mm, mm. next time but the size of his member is clearly a deep emotional insecurity for him as a partner how should i navigate this particular physical insecurity andy says that relationships should be eggshell free i am finding this to be a fraught topic even in a relationship that is otherwise free of eggshells simply put penis size isn't a big issue for me but it is clearly a big issue for him shandy what are your thoughts sincerely anonymous panda so he's he's overcompensating for the knowledge that he doesn't have a big penis with these constant jokes. Mm-hmm. That's obvious. Yeah. I had dated a guy like this once before, by the way, who was kind of a jokester and his penis also wasn't 
I don't know, the, the biggest I'd ever encountered. There were other issues in that relationship, so I never really had to bring things to a head. But it is interesting how it's not the guy with the biggest dick in the room who's making these jokes. Well, most guys with the biggest dick in the room don't have to talk about their penis all day. Yeah. They show, they don't tell. And I'm not saying this is good or bad. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not being, uh, you know, no, we're not discriminatory no, against small not. penis guys. But I'm saying is, is it's bringing attention to something that he's insecure about and he's using like humor mm-hmm. to compensate for it. And that's funny maybe once. It's like a catchphrase. Well, I find maybe it. Maybe once a year you make a joke about your small penis. Yeah. But the fact that he's doing it all the time is, is probably so unbelievably annoying. Well, here's the thing. I think it would be annoying even if his penis was gigantic. It would be annoying. Yeah, you're right. It, like it would, even if he had the biggest dick anyone's ever seen, it's annoying. It both would ways. still be annoying. One is kind of like self-absorbed and kind of egotistical and annoying, yeah. and the other one is just annoying. Well, the other one's just blatantly insecure. He thinks that he's completely compensated. Like he's like, oh, well, I'm good because I keep talking about it, so everyone knows that I I'm aware of it. And he thinks by making jokes about it constantly, it's like somehow he's absolved himself of this thing that he thinks he's done wrong. It's a psychological problem he has. Yeah. And it's not funny. All it does is draw attention not to his small penis, but to his small ego. Yeah. And that's the problem. (laughs) He should be confident. (laughs) He should be like, I got a small penis and I know how to use it and I'm awesome in many ways. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to constantly make jokes about my small penis. Yeah. It's funny how small peni, (laughs) the way men compensate for that. And of course, I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, painting everyone with the same broad brush it's just that in my experience sometimes i'm trying so carefully not to be like all men with small penises but in my experience there tends to be a correlation between like a penis size and other things like maybe sure. how much money they sought to make or how, like the, you know what i mean like how believe me we all know what you're talking about you don't have to even get into it <laughs> I try to be careful here. No, no, we we get it. Anyway, my point being, I I think it plays out in different ways. And this, in the grand scheme of things, is a pretty inconsequential problem. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not that big a deal. Well, she doesn't even care. Yeah, she's more like to stop making jokes about yeah, it. She's like, I don't care. I love you. This like, and great. you're great in bed. Yeah, everything's. She's perfect. in fact like actually he's awesome in bed. It has nothing to do with his size. My question is, does she groan? Is she encouraging him? Like when he makes these jokes, is she fake laughing like yeah. vociferously to, to encourage him to continue to make these stupid jokes? Yeah, I think she should start like. Unless she's already doing it, in which case it's really odd that he keeps pursuing these. Yeah, she should just completely be like, <laughs> like. Just give the most pan-faced non-reaction possible. Yeah. yeah, like nothing. Like a combination of disdain, indifference, and disgust. Yeah, I. for me, I think I would go more in a wincing direction. Like if a guy did that and I knew that his penis was not the biggest and that he was good in bed anyway so that I didn't have to tiptoe around that as well, I'd be like... Ugh. Yeah. If he made that joke, like yeah. the Yelp review joke. She knows him well enough now. I agree with you. She knows him well enough to know... What reaction to things he says is his least favorite? Mm. Like, I know with you, like sometimes I'll make a bad joke and you have a reaction where I'm like, oh, that's, I don't like that. I'm going to try not to make a bad joke again because I don't want to see that again. Oh, no, it's fine. It's not like, well, like I, I'm I, scarring me. But I'd like to think that it means more to you when I laugh really hard. You're training the AI. 
Yeah. I'm just becoming better mm. at, at everything. <laughs> better That's for what, me anyway. <laughs> better for you. Or I don't know. I think you're, you have a very good sense of humor. So I'm probably better for everybody. I assume. I will say the podcast has been very validating because yeah. I've always found you very funny, but to have everyone else also find you so funny, I'm like, that's good for me. <laughs> okay. So we agree, though, that she should try to yes. sort of put a wet blanket on these jokes. Do Train we Train th- him. Yeah. Train him. Give him shade. Yeah. Make him feel bad for making himself <laughs> feel bad by using humor to somehow compensate for a thing he feels bad about. Do you think that should be in conjunction with a gentle, like, uplifting like maybe extra, like, wow, that was such a great session. Like, wow, you, you really know your way around the bedroom. Like, ooh, like, I love your penis so much. Well, the pr- <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> that's only, I didn't know where that's to like, go with that. That's like a great porn line. You're like watching a porn and she's getting fucked. And she's like, oh, I love your penis so much. Like, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, hot. But this is the thing. She can't outright say it. That's the problem. It's kind mm-hmm. of a tricky situation. It is. She can't be like, listen, I just want to talk about something. I know you have a small penis. <laughs> but he's like, wait, what? I've been making these jokes because I thought it was huge. Yeah, no, no but, but she can't do that. But she can't say it. She can't say it. Yeah. She can't mention the size. She has to say if she wants to bring it up like that to actually have a conversation, she has to be like, listen, these these penis jokes, like I don't know why you keep no, throwing them out there. No, I don't think she there. should do that. Oh I agree. Oh, okay, okay. I agree. This I was the like, only way, Mayday, Mayday, don't do that. The only way to do this, and you cannot do this, is to say, by the way, listen, I love your penis. It's it's really small, but it's super <laughs> awesome. It's awesome. It's an awesome. It's the smallest, most awesome penis ever. It's like Ant Man. <laughs> It's like it's like the, the he does all these superhero things and he's tiny, but who cares? He does the job. Can't do that. No, you can't. You, you can't cannot do that. do that. So she has to, with her face, yeah, and her expression, be like, oh, yeah, yeah, like make it so bad, make it almost to the level like he's cheating on her. Like she finds wow. out, she finds lipstick on his collar. It's like it's like literally like. Like really, oh, I'm I'm going for more of a wincing like uh, direction. No, because that can be he can get off on that. That can that's a reaction. That's like he's like, oh, good, I got a wince. That's like we engaged with humor in some way. Some comedians like bombing. That's what they do best. Oh, yeah. really? Colin Quinn is like that. Hmm. Colin Quinn, old comedian. Oh, so okay. So from your perspective, as the jokester in the room, yeah. you're telling me that if you make a joke and I kind of wince and groan. That's actually not a complete failure. But if I just give yes. you pan face non-reaction, that's the worst possible. Exactly. Wow. Because that's engagement. It's I engagement. never realized this before. Yeah. The best reaction to an unfunny joke is nothing. Oof. It's just this. Like you were talking, you were talking about something really boring mm-hmm. and then someone just wasn't listening to you. Okay. And like you, they basically were telling you with their non-reaction, like what you're saying is really boring. I'm not even dignifying it with a response. Uh. So just stop talking. I guess it's hard for us to be able to answer this fully without knowing how she has been reacting to these jokes yeah. thus far. I want to know. But I'm going to still stick to my guns just because I have a heart for the guy. I feel kind of bad for him. I think there's nothing wrong with a wince and a groan. Even mm. though that is engaging somewhat, it's still not like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Oh, and, but it's also not like, oh, your penis is so great, so big. You know, it's not feeding into it, but it's also not making him feel bad about himself for making the joke in the first place. Yeah. 
I mean, look. You're coming at this from a comic standpoint, but this is really coming from a place of deep insecurity for him. So it's like you don't want to shut him down a little too hard because if he is insecure and you don't give him any reaction at all to that, then it's like, oh, wait, I made a joke about my penis size and she she just, oh, do you know what I mean? Like it could hurt more. I know what you're saying. This is nuance. I ne- I agree with you. We need to know what reaction she's yeah. giving to these comments. If yeah. she's like sort of fake laughing, like yeah. that's don't no don't fake laugh anymore. I mean, I what she could that. try to do is just like you know maybe one morning like get out of bed and like walk really funny and be like, "What's wrong?" And she's like, "Well, last night was you know it's really oh anonymous panda." She didn't say how long they've been dating, which I would love to know. Has it been a year? Two years? Yeah. Is it just two months? You know what I mean? If it's two months, I think that this might fade. Because I'm getting the vibe that this is under a year and he's still... Oh, under six months, actually. And he's still in the I'm trying to prove myself to you phase. I think you're probably right. That's just my hunch. It'd be a little weird if they were dating for like 10 years and this was still happening. Yeah, agreed. This feels early to me. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I don't know if we're really answering this one, Anonymous Panda. But you get from our discussion, hopefully, that we do not think you should give him positive reinforcement. I assume you haven't been. But even nervous laughter could be perceived as just laughter. You should give him the the, whatever reaction that you have found shuts him down. (laughs) Without completely shutting him down, because I think that's cruel. Is it cruel? Well, because this is coming from a place of insecurity. She just wants to build him up. She's given him no reason, no fodder to feel like she doesn't like the size of his penis. Well, that's why I think in other ways, short of saying I love your penis so much, Mm -hmm. she should find other ways to maybe make sure he knows how good in bed she finds him. Mm -hmm. Because that's what's going to really heal this from, from the source. I mean, she could like in bed, she could be like, well, that's too, you know, going too deep. (laughs) <laughs> Ow, I can't take yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> no, she's like, so slow down, you know. I'm I'm human being here. <laughs> okay, I think we kind of sort of answered that one. All right. All right, anonymous panda, good luck. This next question is from Barbara. Oh, a person. A person. Hi, Shandy. Love the pod. I'm 55. Hubs is 61. We met in 2014 and married in 2018 after both having been married for decades previously. We love each other fiercely and between us have four grown successful sons and a lovely granddaughter. We have good jobs, no medical issues, make good money and have several fun to drive cars. Wow. Our only issue ever has been sexual interest. He'd like sex daily and in varying positions and with toys. And I'm good with one to two times a week in a fairly vanilla fashion. We both orgasm. That's not an issue at all. I've gotten more adventurous and we've even had anal intercourse earlier this year, which blew both of our minds. We are both touchy feely people and love being with each other. When we first met, he struggled with ED, and now that's 100% resolved without him taking any medication for the past few years. We've talked about this at length over the years, and a few months ago, he sent me an email asking if he could send links to porn videos showing different sexual adventures, and could I let him know if I had any interest, moderate interest, no interest, etc. <laughs> should send a spreadsheet with videos like moderate, somewhat, not likely, none. I, what I find interesting is that it came in the form of an email. It's amazing. Okay. I like this guy. She, <laughs> He's fighting the dying of the light hard. <laughs> 
I said yes, as I thought this was a way to dive deeper into this. I read the email and we discussed pegging, golden showers, glory hole, etc. What's pegging? I have no idea. I know all the other ones. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm a genius, but pegging, I don't know. Pegging? Should I look it up right now? Okay, yeah, do it. I'm going to guess what pegging is. Pegging is... Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Can, I, I can you give me a multiple choice? Just quick. Three, three, three guesses. You know I'm not good with coming up with stuff on the spot. Uh, okay. Option number one is a strap-on dildo. Okay. Number two is where the woman is strapped against a wall, like arms and legs, can't move, and, and then he does... He goes on her. <laughs> I knew that's what you came up with. No, and option number three is when the the late there's more than one lady and they're on top of each other, and the guy like goes. I think that's called stacking. <laughs> you tell me. I'm gonna go with A. <laughs> <laughs> okay, final answer. That's my final answer. Okay, and why did you pick that one? Because I figured you'd, you'd come out of the gate with the right answer because you were nervous. <laughs> Wait, so it's psychological. Yeah. And I also think that it makes the most sense. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure the last one is called Saki. And the second one, I don't know what the hell. Like, where did you go? Did you just make that up? What is that? Which one? The second one. <laughs> yeah, I did make yeah, it that up. Yeah, like, that was that Charlene written all over it. It was like a panicked response. <laughs> made no I don't sense. like being put on the spot. What was okay? that? Can you say that again? What was B? It's where she's str- like she's against a wall. So instead of on a bed tied up, she's against a wall. It just came to me. Okay, is that even a thing? What I have that? no idea. Maybe you'd be into it. I don't know. Is it, it like a dungeon? Like it a, has a dungeon vibe to it. Dungeon, it's a standard yeah. dungeon situation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I got it right. Correct. You did get it okay. right. Okay. Thank you. Now I just feel humiliated. <laughs> I'm so unnecessary. I, I wish I hadn't agreed to That's that. Fully necessary. Okay, so to rewind a bit, mm. I thought this was a way to dive deeper into this. I read the email and we discussed pegging, golden showers, glory hole, etc., all kinds of things, and we talked about what was in it, what I was okay with, where my boundaries were, etc. Fast forward to last week, six weeks later, he's upset as I never replied to the email. <laughs> <laughs> I apologized, saying I thought us talking about it was just as good. And he said my follow through on this made him sad and made him feel as if he doesn't matter. It's like those junk mails you get where they're like, I know you're probably busy and have a million meetings and calls to deal with, but we did send this email six weeks ago. Please respond. Yeah, but it's like saying that when you called them and had a conversation about what was discussed in that email. That's true. Like the fact that they had a conversation, why is he upset that she didn't reply to the email? It's absurd. They're married. It's absolutely absurd. Okay. Okay. Let's keep going. He's like an accountant. He's like, there was an email that wasn't responded (laughs) to. There was a spreadsheet. We have to submit this on a deadline. Get me the answers. So I sat down, not only writing an email apologizing for hurting his feelings after he curated such a good way to discuss this topic, but letting him know I'd be replying to the email, which I did. (laughs) Two days passed, no comment. Mm. Today, when I woke up, he said he never wanted to discuss the email again, and he'd even be deleting it from his emails. I said, okay. He then said maybe he needs to talk to someone about all of this, and maybe he should stop sharing his feelings. I don't want that. His feelings matter. He texted later to say he still loves me deeply and he's not going anywhere. But I'm so confused. This is legit our only issue. 
I've let him know many times I struggle with not being enough from some childhood trauma and this really stokes that fire. I've been in therapy and even my therapist thinks his reactions are dot 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 odd. Mm. At one point, he made the comment that as a boy from the 70s, they watched a lot of porn. His sex drive is high. We've watched porn together and I am not a prude. He wants the bedroom to be a place where we can both just relax and enjoy each other. So do I. He never initiates as he says he fears he'll be shut down. If I've shut him down over the years, it's rare. I'd love it if he'd initiate more. We cuddle each night, hold hands in the car, sit on the same side of the booth at restaurants. But I'm stumped. I want him to feel heard, but I don't know what else to do. Should I just wait and see if he does pursue therapy? Barbara. <laughs> I feel like that one took a, a more serious turn that you're not as yeah, excited about. Oh, befuddled. Oh, my God. I mean, my initial instinct is like, I don't know if he comes home from work or something or like there's a thing where they see each other for the first time during a day. Mm -hmm. she, he should just come into the house and she should be wearing a strap on and just slam him <laughs> up against the wall and tear him. <laughs> I almost feel from this letter, I almost wonder if they even live in the same house. Oh, that's true. And I know that's a crazy conclusion to jump to, but there's a lot of texting and emailing. That's true. Why what? would he? What, that's a good point. Why would anyone ever have to respond to an email if you live together? Like if you asked me to respond to any email, the most stupid email ever, I'd be like, what are you talking? I'm sitting right here. They had a conversation about pegging yeah. and glory holes. Yeah, what just... more does he need? I almost get the impression that he realized his reaction was. In he my, felt ashamed. It, you think so? I think he felt ashamed about, he felt annoyed that he was ashamed about his proclivities. And I think that he kind of took it out on her a little bit. He did. Yeah. And knowing from the final part of the email that he never initiates, yeah. it's on her to initiate, but he wants sex every day. Yeah. Well, what's, what's And she's that? happy with one or two times a week, which by the way is totally, that's totally that's reasonable. plenty. That's yeah. Funny. And I never want to come at this from a standpoint of, oh, that's a lot of sex. That's not a lot of sex. But I don't think anyone's arguing with the fact that once or twice a week when you're married is a perfectly healthy the plentiful amount to be having sex. It, knowing that he doesn't initiate, it makes me think that he's so afraid of being rejected that the email, her not replying to the email, even though they talked about it in person, presumably in person. The one thing, and I, you know, I always like focus on one thing that to me colors the entire email. How after he said he's deleting the emails, he doesn't want to talk about the email anymore. And he doesn't want to tell her his feelings anymore. To me, that felt retaliatory and like he's punishing yeah, her. Yeah, well, he is. I, I don't think anything he's doing is is really vague or nuanced. I think it's like a child. He's acting it out. It feels petulant. It feels petulant. And I'll tell you something. You know what you do to a petulant child? You punish him. And, and I, <laughs> I can tell you that I can think of at least two ways in which she can punish him, which is going to serve as both of them. By tying him up against a wall? <laughs> yeah, giving, like in a dungeon? Yeah, like a good pegging might be in order here. It may help both of you. And followed by a golden shower. And a glory hole. I mean, that just helps him. <laughs> but uh, he may have, his last thing may have been really super kinky and like mutual. So maybe he's a little like he's used to that and he expects it. Or maybe his now. last, because she said they were both married previously. Maybe yeah. his last marriage actually was 
very that was the only thing everything was they didn't like each other but constantly having crazy or maybe sex. they had no sex and so now he wants to live out all his fantasies oh that's yeah one of the extremes it's one of the You're other right. it's one of the extremes what gets me about this and this is where it kind of takes a more serious darker turn is how she's expressed to him that she does struggle with not feeling like she's enough Mm. And I think she's giving plenty, plenty to this relationship. Barbara, yeah. hopefully our, us talking about this makes it clear how much, how generous and enough we think you are. I feel like we're dancing around the actual issue. Like it's all a red herring for how he actually handled the email mm -hmm. saga. Yeah. It, it felt like they weren't married or even, like I said, even living in the same house. It just felt like such a strange reaction. And... I mean, all I can say, Barbara, is I just feel like there should be, this sounds trite at the end of all this, but there should be more verbal, in-person communication right down to the fact that I feel like you should express that you wish he would initiate more. It was not clear to me based on this email whether or not she's even told him that. I completely agree. It's like they talk about so many things, but also I'm like, but are you talking about that? Like, and you, oh, you I, talked about this, but you didn't reply to the email and that wasn't right. It's like there's a communication well, there's lapse. There's this dance going on. Yes. There's a lot of, they're not really expressing everything together in an open forum. I agree. Like she should just, I think she's afraid. I think she's uncomfortable talking about this stuff and asking for things. And I don't think she speaks this language the way he does. Yeah. Like, I get a bit of a feeling that she wants to please him. Yeah. Which... Puts me off slightly because I want to make sure she's actually like really, I, I get the impression she's happy with everything. You know, she's open to all this stuff and that's great. But I want to make sure she's not pushed further than she wants to go simply because it's what he wants. Right down to the fact that she wishes he would initiate more. The fact that he's not initiating to me is just. It's the. It's not, what's so that? he's allowed to write a spreadsheet of all the things he wants to do in the bedroom with like links and have you assess how interested you are in each thing, but it's on you to initiate all of them? Yeah, the problem here is I think I know what this guy wants. This guy wants her to be a natural born animal. Like that's what he wants. He doesn't want to have to have a talk about it. He doesn't want to have to send yeah, her but email. but she's not psychic. I know. That's the impact. He also wants her to initiate. Oh my God, that's I can't That's the impact. That. That's what I'm saying. He wants her to be a natural, like a machine. Yeah. He doesn't want to have to be like, I like this and I like this. Yeah. He just wants to come home and she's standing there yeah. with a strap That's on. why he, you know what? That's why he wrote it out in an email. That's it's like he was making an order online. Exactly. That's how it feels to me. And these are the things she should bring up with him in a discussion, mm -hmm. a frank discussion. Like, listen, this is how I feel. This mm -hmm. is how I feel. You feel. What do you want? Yeah. This is what I'm comfortable with. And I don't think they've had this talk. I think you're 100% right. I th the fact that there was even an email sent yeah. is insanity. Well, he did He did say. <laughs> Sorry, I had a hair in my mouth. <laughs> they should have a chat. And if he's too much of a child to be able to have a chat that's too contrived for him. Yeah. Then there's an imbalance here. Then there's something deeper to discuss. Like yeah. it's not fair. It doesn't feel fair. Uh, there's nothing wrong with vanilla sex once or twice a week. And she's open to doing the thing. Yes. He needs, and she's already done plenty of them, it sounds like. It's his thing. It's like if I really liked skiing <laughs> and I just sat around all year waiting for like, no. <laughs> it's snowing outside. <laughs> Snow is good. I should plan yeah. the ski yeah. trip. <laughs> We're going skiing. Yeah. I, I, yes. We're pegging tonight. <laughs> I don't care what you want to do. We're pegging tonight. Get that strap on on and put it in my ass. <laughs> <sighs> okay.
Okay. I'm not really sure how much to the bottom of that one we got, but hopefully Barbara, as is the case with a lot of these, hearing us just have a conversation about it might help you navigate what to do next and which conversations to have. And I also, by the way, you know, you could be waiting a lifetime for him to come to the conclusion to go to therapy on his own. So I don't think there's any harm in being like, hey, I think this would be great for you. And that's, by the way, we don't like to rely on that. I I hate a crutch at the end of our answer being like, and talk to a therapist. But in this particular case, I think that it might actually open a lot of new doors for them. I agree. All right, Barbara, good luck. We're counting on you. To peg and be pegged. (laughs) All right, this next question is from Tina. Dear Shandy, you really are my favorite podcast and I am always excited for Thursday. Thank you for your dedication and time. I really appreciate your perspective. Thank you, Tina. There is a situation where I am seeking your advice. Should I text him again or not? So she has it divided into categories. I love this. She's organized. Our time together. I met my first ever big crush at work 10 years ago and we had a wonderful time together just flirting and spending time together. No kisses or romance. So again, 10 years ago. We met multiple times a week in the coffee area and also had a few dates outside of work. After about four months, Martin changed jobs and moved to another city. We met again two to three times, but nothing romantically happened. Some months later, we wrote a few emails and both of us revealed that we were hoping for a romantic relationship together, unfortunately, at different times. Somehow, we did not manage to reconnect. This was my first heartbreak. I was 20 years old at the time and just crying over the loss of my first potential boyfriend. Hmm. Our time apart. Over the last 10 years, we have not communicated at all, although we could have over LinkedIn, WhatsApp, or email. However, Martin was on my mind every now and then as part of my therapy work and coming to terms with past romances and relationship patterns. Martin was always my favorite, could have been, and I think of him very highly. Leading up to today. A few weeks ago, I signed up to LinkedIn again, and the very first news was about Martin taking up a new role a significant career move. I felt that I finally had a reason to reach out to him, so I did. I personalized my message a la long time no see. Congratulations on your new role. If you are ever in my city, let's grab a coffee together and I will make sure we find a new coffee area, not the one from 2011, unquote. That's cute. Within just three hours on the same Friday, he answered a la... Thank you. So nice to hear from you. Excited for this new role. I would love to meet and explore a new coffee place together. Dear Shandy, I felt ecstatic that he responded so positively, so quickly, and was open to communicating. The following Monday, I sent him another message, a la... You are going to rock it in your new position. I have a coffee place in mind for us, plus a quick question on how life is in your city. LinkedIn, meanwhile, like their management is like, <laughs> like guys, we got one. We got one. There's a romantic thing happening here. Everybody, all hands on deck. Yeah, I wonder how often this happens. Maybe right. more often than Probably you think. Probably does actually happen a lot. Yeah. I tried once. I know. Yeah, you're failing to insert your own personal I story. I try. This. I... Andy once hit on someone over LinkedIn. Yeah. A, yeah. a person on the telly. Uh, a newscaster. <laughs> a newscaster. And I got pretty far. <laughs> yeah, I got pretty far, but it just it just never, yeah. she teased she me. She balked when it came to actually meeting. Yeah, when I really tried to drop the hammer, there was a lot of not that interesting. And now whenever it, she's on screen, I'm like, Andy, it's your girlfriend. I know. That, that's worth more than actually having gone out with her, I Oh, think. yeah. Oh, no, yeah. You're, you were thrilled. Yeah. Well, maybe that'll play into this email. Hmm. 
That message is a few weeks old now and just zero reaction from him anymore. I am a bit confused, especially since he responded within hours to my first message after 10 years and now just radio silence. What happened? I am not interested in just consummating the passion, but picture us long term. My question is, do I need to be explicit that I want to meet him to see if there's any spark? How can I be clearer with my intentions? Should I text him that I only reached out to see if we have a chance for romance? Or do I already have my answer that he is not interested as he is not engaging in the conversation any further? Am I just holding on to an old flame and version of him that I need to let go of? I am afraid this will haunt me as it already kind of has for the last 10 years. A little background. I had one significant relationship of one year. I am 30 years old. He is 34 years old. And we live in different cities about two hours apart in the same European country, our home country. I have no idea on his relationship or family status, obviously nothing on LinkedIn. And his WhatsApp profile picture is only him. So no indication, I suppose, of someone Mm. else. Curious to hear your thoughts, Tina. (laughs) Okay. First of all. Letter rip, Andy. (laughs) I have a feeling I know what you're going to say to this. I I think there's nothing lower than getting ghosted on LinkedIn romantically. Yeah, I don't even know if she got ghosted. I think he just hasn't logged in. He probably logged in around the time when he got promoted. Maybe he was checking his own profile because it was like in relation to his getting promoted. And he probably doesn't check LinkedIn for DMs very often. It's like kind of like buyer beware. Honestly, I may have LinkedIn messages from like eight years ago. I don't look at my LinkedIn messages. If I get an email saying, oh, you have a new LinkedIn message, I literally delete it without even, I don't even go to LinkedIn. I feel like my brain doesn't even process LinkedIn emails. Like when I see LinkedIn, it's just like seeing blank. Well, I don't live my life thinking that LinkedIn is another venue for me to interact with people. Yeah, or or be hit on slash hit on. Definitely not that. So I assume if I ever get a message, if if I get a notification that I have a message on Mm -hmm. LinkedIn, I'm not concerned. Maybe if you were to check your old LinkedIn inbox, you'd find out that the newscaster has written back to you in the past eight years or so. (laughs) That's a good point. Anyway, I guess, Tina, this is our way of saying, I think you're spinning your wheels a little too hard over this personally. And it's not even that I think he's not interested. I think that he just doesn't check LinkedIn that often. Yeah. He's probably not expecting that to be the venue where you would pick things back up. I also strongly get the impression that he has not been reminiscing about your time together and what could have been in the same way you have. So maybe you're putting a little more pressure on these short little, you know, light exchanges. These, oh, catching up. Oh, congratulations. Oh, let's get coffee sometime I- as much as you are. I I think that that's a much more important subject that I was about to touch on. Okay. Is that if there was a real spark or something to be had here, yeah. he would have jumped at this. He'd be like, oh my God, uh, this is amazing. I've been waiting for this. It just happened to be on LinkedIn. It's a little weird, you, but Andy, I'm so down. You with just this. came in with the male perspective there. Yeah. Cause I wasn't even, I was just like, oh yeah, he probably isn't thinking blah, blah, blah. But you're making a good point. Yeah. If he had been putting the same weight on what could have been that she's been putting on this, this would have been like, oh, he would have pounced. He would have been waiting for her response like, to his response. What's your phone number? What's yeah, your yeah, email? Yeah. What's your address? Yeah. When are we going you're two out? hours away. That's not that far. You would have been like, oh, let's no. make it happen. Yeah. Not when we're in the same city. No. Let's make a, it a point to be in each yeah, other's he's city. He's not going to let this fall apart because he doesn't log into LinkedIn yeah, every you know, day. You're so right. Oh, that hurts my heart to say, but you're so right. Yeah. He was not refreshing his LinkedIn. He wasn't. Okay, so here's the question. 
she's, you know, the, the, the overriding question was, should she text him? Should she reach out in some other way? Or should she let this lie? No, she's it's, digging up buried bodies. Okay, so Just she, let it she got lie. the answer she needed. No, it's over. It's not happening. If it happens, if it happens, it happens, but it's going to be from him. She can't reach out again. She can't think about it. 95% chance he wasn't that interested. Hmm. He would have made it known. Are you kidding me? If an old, if I'm single mm. and looking and an old flame that I've had my mind on for t- a decade, a decade suddenly reaches out to me on LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, I'm, I don't know why LinkedIn is. It yeah. ends up being the punchline every time. It is. I mean, <laughs> on LinkedIn, but I, I'm, mean, <laughs> I guess the jokes on us was those guys seem to have done pretty well. The LinkedIn people. <laughs> <laughs> they're true. laughing all the way to the it's bank. It's true. But it still is funny. But yeah, I would have, I'd be like, oh my God, this is like, a, it's like a mana from heaven. Mm. This is a LinkedIn message of the girl that I've been pining away for. Yeah. Come on. No, he's, he's not interested. Uh... Not interested. And if he is, he'll come back around. She's got to move okay, so on. To, okay. Just because I want to be really, really detailed here. I want to get, I want to pounce on your male perspective here. He wrote back within three hours. Thank you. So nice to hear from you. Excited for this new role. I would love to meet and explore a new coffee place together, period. To you, you you don't read anything into that. I If there was more follow-up, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. But what happened after that? Yeah. Well, she wrote back the following Monday and he never replied. I just died. Yeah. You don't think that you think he's playing it cool. He's like, I'm going to wait two weeks to reply to this LinkedIn romantic message. Yeah. Okay. But I I guess my real question is, should she follow up with an email just to get the ball rolling? I I feel sad. I feel sad that this is something she's placed so much weight on and I'm worried it's one sided. But, you know, he did reply within three hours. Maybe there's something to be said about that. I will say this. It's the same answer I give to all these very similar situations. Yeah. If you want to resolve your curiosity, it's a free world. You can go out, reach out again and find out. Yeah. But there's a cost. Yeah. Mm. There is a cost. And that's a blow to your self-esteem. If. If it goes south. Yeah. And I think in this situation. She has her answer. She's going to pay more than she receives by reaching out again. Mm. The answer is clear. And I look, there's still a, a single digit percent chance that he comes back and says, oh, I totally forgot. I've been busy. I haven't logged into LinkedIn <laughs> to respond to this romantic overture. And, and you know, I apologize. Let's go out. I can't wait. Mm. This is very unlikely. It is. Very. Yeah. Okay. I kind of wanted to end this on a better note. I feel sad. It's not sad, but you know what it is? It's it's releasing her. You know, it almost puts everything, the, the last 10 years, in a different light. You know, him saying, oh, yeah, he also would have liked something romantic at some point. I can't help but analyze, did she first say that she would have wanted something romantic? Right. If he was saying that to, to meet her there, if he would have volunteered that, you know, you, there's 10 years is a long time. Also, it's a long time. Also... They went from being kids to adults yes. in this transition period. Yes. There's no longer the person she talked to. It's now an adult. Yeah. And honestly, he really might not be single. Who in their LinkedIn profile or WhatsApp, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's not his LinkedIn profile, but she said on his WhatsApp, it's only a picture of him. That yeah, like, like someone on their WhatsApp is like single and ready to mingle. <laughs> well, I mean, I will say on my WhatsApp, it's not a photo of us together. 
Yeah. Are you trying to bang on WhatsApp? <laughs> okay, Tina, I'm sorry if this isn't what you wanted to hear. We're honest above all else. Yeah, but it, as I said, it frees her. The odds were against you anyway. I, what yeah, do you think? Like the yeah. odds of both of you pining away for each other yeah. for 10 years from being children to adults is so slim. Mm-hmm. It's not you. Mm-hmm. It's not him. It's just life. Like, yes. This was an unlikely situation. You know what it's it is. Impossible. It's another rom-com. It's a rom-com, but rom-coms don't happen. Well, okay. So now, I mean, it's, oh my God, the first question, the last question. Well, it wasn't the first question, but it was it was an earlier question. No. I honestly think that some people kind of get wrapped up in that story. And it's yeah. like, oh, he replied on LinkedIn. And it's like, I was thinking about him for 10 years. He yes. must also have been thinking about me for 10 years. And this is what's going to happen. It's going to be yeah. this amazing story. Exactly. Don't yeah. get wrapped up in stories. Life usually plays itself out in a weirdly boring and beautiful <laughs> way. It just boring. is that way. Oh, okay. Rom-coms don't work. It never works. You know why we love rom-coms? It's supposed to be all want it to work that way. Mm. But it never does. Never. All right, Tina. I know this might not be what you wanted to hear, but hopefully it should set you free, as Andy said. And good luck. Yeah. There are plenty of fish in the sea, as they say. There's plenty of fish on LinkedIn if you want to keep (laughs) looking. All right, Andy. I think that's a wrap then Mm -hmm. for this Q&A sesh. Number 26. Wow. There's a lot of Q&A. Oh, yes. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Follow us on Instagram. And TikTok. And tell your friends. Leave us Apple and Spotify podcast ratings and reviews and... Do all the things that you would do to support a still growing and still youthful (laughs) podcast that you enjoy. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye-bye. Shit.